0: Take your Bibles, and I want you to actually do so now. Your own homework. We've read for you and sang for you and to you and to the Lord. But I want you to look at something that actually culminates, and we can bring the house lights completely up. Something that culminates uh, today for us an understanding, if you will. Is this really true what we're reading? Is it just a story we tell at Christmas? Uh, So many people have so many opinions, and and let me encourage you God has an opinion as well. Matter of fact, God has facts, and God wants us to know today so that we might have an understanding and realize what he's saying to us is true. If you would turn to the Gospel of John, we often say there's only two places in the Bible that records the birth of Jesus Christ, and that is true. It's in the Gospel of Matthew and also in the Gospel of Luke. But the Gospel of John does something uh, as well. John kind of wraps it up and tells us who Jesus was. And If you would turn there, John chapter 1, and let me read this scripture. Read with me, follow along with me. And you're going to need to read out of your Bible. So this is, I didn't tell them ahead of time, so we wouldn't have it up top. And and, um, I want you to see this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Let's pray together. Father God, your word is true, and Lord, we tell you today, and Lord, as we proclaim really back to you your own word, because there's no greater authority, there's no greater name. There's no greater word on the planet, Lord, than the word of God and the name of God. And Father, today we proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to those who would believe and those that would receive your grace and your mercy, those that would receive the truth found in the word of God, and those who would make a decision to follow you as their Lord and Savior and make a full commitment, Lord, this day. Lord, we thank you that times past people have made a way and an example for us to follow that we can understand that times doesn't really change for humans. It's still good times, and there's still hard times. There's those tough times in life, Lord, but you promised to see us through. Lord, we never are mandated to live this Christian life on our own. You told us there was going to be the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to come and guide us. And we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray, for his sake, amen. I want you to see just a few things, seven things I want you to see. I'm going to give you quick sentences. I know there's not room to write down, but I want you to ponder these things as you celebrate Christmas with your family and your friends, or maybe you celebrate Christmas by yourself. And I want you to know, if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, you are never alone. The Bible is very clear that God is with you. No matter where you go on the planet, Paul said, I'm persuaded, height or death." He lists all these different things. He says, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. This story we're reading today, it's some 2,000 years old, and we're still telling it like it happened last night, yesterday evening, and I want to tell you it's as fresh as the morning dew, amen? This is true from the Word of God that Jesus Christ is still in the business of saving souls, amen? Have you ever been saved? Listen, if you've been saved, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord, uh, people say so, right? So it's so. I am so. I've been saved so, but I want you to see these things, and this is the contested in our generation Especially Young people especially, those in college and those who are facing people in authority that say it's just a myth, it's just made up. God's Word's very clear. In the beginning was the Word, and that Word there is logos. The Word is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus, the Bible says, was with God. It's talking about God the Father. And it says very clearly in His Word that the Word of God was God, that Jesus was and is God. God. So number one of my seven, Jesus is God, the very God that we talk about today. Some of us have heard this in our life. Some say, well, he's the son of God. Well, how does God make it a way that we can actually understand? We know that the father has never left the throne in heaven. We know that he said, the Bible's very clear, that he sent. The, we have witness of Gabriel, the archangel. We have witness of the Holy Spirit that he was sent to be put in the womb of Mary, the virgin there Uh, that long, many years ago, and he was to be born, even though it was a supernatural act of God, he was to be born as a natural man, as a natural child, and to grow up into manhood. And his name would be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. Aren't we glad that Jesus is the only one that can actually save us from our sins? That Jesus Christ never sinned. He was very God. So the question is, when we sing Emmanuel, do you ever process through that God came from heaven to earth, God lived and walked among mankind. God was here, and if the Bible's clear, if, if God was here, He says, Listen, I'm going away, and if I go away, I'm preparing a place for you. John 14 He said, But if I go away, I'm going to actually come back and get you so you can actually be where I am. That's a commitment that God has made to those who follow Him as Lord and Savior. There is a place. For you, if you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, there is a place today If this Jesus. He's not the baby in a, laying in a manger anymore. He's not there. He's in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. Listen, he's our, if you will, our advocate before the Father. He stands there saying, listen, my, blo- my blood covers that sin. My blood covers that person. And when the Father sees you, when the Father sees me, he sees his son, Jesus Christ, his obedient son. When I was a kid, I used to think, well, does God see himself? Well, the Bible's very clear, if you continue to read, that no one's ever seen God and lived, but Jesus has come to bring the witness of the Father. He's come to bring the witness of the Son. He's come to bring the witness of the Spirit to the earth, that we actually might, in our spirit today, receive the Lord Jesus Christ and have that continuing counselor in our hearts and lives, the Holy Spirit. Number two, I want you to see this. Jesus, the Bible's very clear, has always existed. Before the beginning of time, you say, when did we begin? If we start processing our minds going, wait a minute, how long, is the beginning of, how long ago did Jesus live? The answer is, yes, he did. Because if we knew everything about God, guess what that would make us? God, and we're not God. We're limited, little-minded people. No matter how many degrees we have, no matter what our IQ might be, we're still limited people. We're just people who are passing away day by day. This is our, could be our last Christmas, and some of us are experiencing, we know that there's an empty table at the chair. We understand this to be true, that Christmases, we only have so many in the bank. Amen? And so, listen, God has went through every Christmas that's been celebrated. He was there, if you will, when we celebrate the birth of Christ. Now, as Mike alluded to, we don't believe that Jesus was born on December 25th, but here's the deal. I wasn't there, so I don't know. And it really doesn't matter. Today, we're celebrating that God came to earth to save his people from their sins. Well, Jesus was very God. Jesus has always existed. I want you to see this number three. Jesus created all things. Everything that was created, the Bible says, the Lord Jesus Christ created. So when we talk about in America, we are endowed by our creator with these inalienable rights. Who gave us those rights? The Lord Jesus Christ. Even our founders of our country knew They couldn't say it. They were just as trying to be careful back in the day as we are today tiptoeing around. But they said Jesus Christ gave Americans their rights. Because Jesus Christ gives every human their rights no matter where they live. Communist country, republic, no matter where you live, our rights come from God the Father through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the creator of all things. Number four, I want you to see that Jesus is eternal. You never have to worry if his batteries run out especially here at Christmas, right? That's a timely message. He never runs out. He didn't have Everettis. He never needs replacement. He always has been and he always will be to the glory of God. That should bring you comfort. If you ever stress about tomorrow, guess who's in charge of tomorrow? If you stress about your finances, guess who's in charge of your finances? God is. If you stress about your health, guess who's in charge of your health? God is. Listen, I want you to understand we serve a living, loving God. And he gives us this story that we might celebrate today. As we sang about Bethlehem, if we talked about last week, if you we missed last week, I found last week's study for last week was so interesting that very to the very pinpoint that God specifically had Jesus Christ born at the right time, at his time, at the right place, his place, at, at the place of his choosing. And everything, if you will, we say, fell in order we would say, spiritually, God's will be done, and it was done. I want you to see also this. Jesus, through the story of love that we have here at Christmas, Jesus supernaturally came to earth. He was placed in the womb of the Virgin Mary and experienced the human life. Jesus lived, guess where? Right here on this planet. On this very dirt that you and I call home, Jesus lived and walked. Jesus offers eternal life to mankind. Look what the Bible says in verse 11, if you would. Go back with me just for just a quick second in, in the Word. Verse 11 there, he came to his own. That's the Jewish people, by the way, because salvation is first for the Jew and then for the Gentile, and Gentile means the nations. That's all it means. First for the Jew and then for everyone else, no matter where you might be on the planet. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them, guess what he did, Church? He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. It's very clear, verse 13. You don't get to earn it. We had conversations this week with some folks, and they said, well, tell me your story. How long have you been a Christian? And the person said, well, I've always been a Christian. Can I give you some advice? Have you always existed? You were born once upon a time. Is that true? You have a birth date. Even if you don't know your birth mother, I promise you, Just by knowing the the human nature, you were given birth by your your mother. You have a birth date. And Jesus told Nicodemus, you must, if you're going to be a Christian, a follower of him, you must be born again. You have a birth date that you were physically born, and you must have a birth date where you were spiritually born again. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to read the Gospel of John. You need to read what Jesus' word says because he wants you to know the truth. He put it in your language, so you would understand that he loves you so much. But you know when your birthday is, don't you? Watch this. I'll just show you. This, and Everybody's looking at me like, we're full, Pastor. Let's hurry up. On the count of three, I want you to say your birthday. Go. One, two, three. August 9, 6, 1969. We know our birthday. And listen, let me encourage you. You say, well, I don't know exactly the day I was saved. Me neither. I want to encourage you. I don't know the very date. There was a date that I was saved. It was around Christmas time. I was 21 years old, so I know about the time. So I don't know the date exactly. I probably could go look it up. But I want to tell you there was a point in time in history that I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's what Jesus told Nicodemus, the religious ruler of the Jews. You must be born again. Flesh gives birth to you the first time, but the Spirit of God gives birth to you the second time. You must be born twice As a matter of fact, look what it says in verse 13. These are the people who were born not of blood, meaning not of your mother, nor of the will of flesh. Your father mother had nothing to do with it. Nor of the will of man, but of God. It is God who gives you the invitation. It's God who opens the door of opportunity and says, listen, this story we share at Christmas is true. Why do you think the world tries to convolute the story so much and try to add so many lights and attractions and say, "Hey, look over here, look over here. Let's get away from the Jesus and the manger." Or if we're going to have a manger scene, we have to include all other religions as well. Satan's constantly trying to distract from that vivid, very personal message that God has given. It is, this, Jesus Christ came to this earth to save sinners. Everyone who calls upon His name shall be saved," is what the scripture says. Today there's an invitation for you and for anyone that might come to your home place, anyone might be listening by Facebook or YouTube, anyone that's listening to this message, there's an invitation to come. Christmas is about an invitation. You ever been invited to a Christmas party? Someone says, will you come? And you have to RSVP. And we had Christmas brunch today, and Derek's about there breaking bread. He's doing miracles like Jesus and making the food go further and further because folks kept coming in. We're like, hey, this morning we thought we would get up this early in the morning. But that invitation was, hey, please come. We even put temporary signs over the temporary signs. And and we said, please come because we want to celebrate together. It's fun sitting around and talking to your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's, It's enjoyable to eat together and to be together just to catch a quick word, especially this time of year when we haven't had all that much time to catch up with each other and we're taking some time off. Jesus invites you to his party. He's the center of attention. He's the MC. He is Jesus. And lastly, I want you to see this. Jesus' light is shown all about, the Bible says, and shines in the darkness of mankind's heart. This is what we face today. Some people in the past received it, some did not. Some today receive Jesus Christ, some do not. The light, some refused back in the day when he was around, when they refused, his own people refused him, some refuse him today. Here's my question. You've heard the music. We've, we've sang different Christmas songs. You've been listening to the radio, and the focus of even songs on secular stations is there's not enough secular music at Christmas time, so they have to play what we call today the classics. And guess what the classics always entail if they're truly Christmas songs? They always get to the very heart of Christmas. You know, this week we were driving the bus, shuttling back and forth, and we're back between radio stations. The radio station we were listening to had commercials on it, so I flipped it over to the Christian radio station. And a little girl was sitting in the back. She says, hey, this isn't a Christian song, I mean a Christmas song. And I said, yeah, it's about Jesus. Isn't Christmas about Jesus? And she goes, well, I said, it's Christ. It starts with his name. It's his holiday. It's his time off. And she goes, um, okay, you win. <laughs> so listen, when you come to a kid set up to the best, when we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how many people pontificate about they don't believe. It doesn't matter about how many people disagree with you. Here's the deal. God said it so, therefore it is what? So. Whether you believe it or not is up between you and God. And God's already makes that invitation, but he will never force you. God is the ultimate gentleman that he will never force you to make a decision to follow him as your Lord and Savior. It's always an invitation. You are invited this Christmas season to know that you know that you know that you've given your heart and life to Jesus Christ. You have not always been a Christian. You were not born a Christian. You cannot be born a Christian. You are not born a Christian. You're born a sinner in need of a Savior. And you must, at some point in your life, when you can understand, boy or girl, teenager, young adult, middle-aged adult, senior adult, it doesn't matter how old you are, the invitation is for you would you like to give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ this Christmas season? You have to make that decision. You have to come to the place and say, I don't care if I'm embarrassed. I don't care if people know. I don't care if people think I've been baptized as a Baptist. I've been baptized as a Methodist, whatever it might be. You've got to rid yourself of all the stereotypes that you think are out there and just come before the Lord Jesus Christ with your hands and your heart open saying, Lord, I want to give my heart and life to you. If you came to this world, as the word says, to dwell among us, to save sinners, of which I'm chief. Lord, would you save me? And listen, when you invite him, when you ask him, guess what he says 100% of the time? It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who your family is. It doesn't matter your background, your socioeconomic status. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, shall be saved. Isn't that good news from a good God? That's what the angel's like. We can't believe it. Listen. God sent Jesus. You're going to find him specifically in that specific place in Bethlehem, wrapped in specific swathing cloths. You're going to see his mother and his father there it's here on earth, and he's going to be the one. The wise men came, and they worshiped him because he was the one. Listen, the shepherds came because they were told. The wise men came because they were told. And you have been told today, have you come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you made a personal decision, not your family, Not your mom and daddy, grandma grandpa, but you personally, have you personally made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? There's only two answers, yes or no. If it's I want to wait and think about it, that's a no. Do you understand? It's just like Christmas is going to come and go tomorrow. The party's open. You can come to the party and receive the Lord Jesus Christ or it's going to pass you by. Today's the day of salvation. Let's pray together. Our God and our Father, Lord, as we stand in your presence, knowing that we've sang songs about you, our glorious King, coming to this earth. Fathers, we've read Scripture and had so many people participate in the wonderful word that you've given to us in our language. With gratitude from our deepest part of our hearts, Lord, we say today, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jesus, we know that there's so many people like ourselves that were sinners, and Lord, they are resisting because when we come to Christ, we have to literally give up everything. We surrender our lives completely. Our money is yours. Our home is yours. Our family is yours. Our resources are yours. Everything is yours. Father, we know those of us that experience both lives, you turn back around and say, now use these resources for my glory. Because everything's on loan from you. Sinners, yes, we are. Savior, yes, you are. Lord, there's no amount of works that we can do to pay you back. You don't desire that. You desire for us to receive today that beautifully wrapped gift of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection Knowing that God has raised you from the dead, Lord Jesus Christ, today we celebrate you and we ask that you would just nudge every heart, use the Spirit of God to nudge every heart that's never given their heart and life to Jesus Christ. That we can walk out of this place, we can watch this video, we can hear this word, and Lord, with confidence, we can say we know that we know that we know that we've given our heart and life to Jesus Christ. Oh, Holy Father, we thank you today for being such a blessed God. We praise you in Jesus' name and for his sake. We pray, amen. Church, listen, every service, even here at Christmas, we give an invitation because we don't know who's given a heart, life to Jesus Christ. We're going to sing about a holy night, but listen, holy night, it was a very special night. Those of us have been redeemed. So when we sing, oh, holy night, listen, we praise that Jesus came. But I want to warn you today as well. I wouldn't be a good truth teller and preacher if I didn't tell you the truth that, listen, Christmas was Judgment Day if you've never given your heart, life to Jesus Christ. You will see him again. Everybody on the planet that's ever lived will see God again one day. But you're going to see him as your Lord and Savior if you've given your heart and life to Jesus Christ or are you going to see him as your judge and he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Let me please be honest today with you and say, listen, this is a joyful time if you've given your heart and life to Jesus Christ. If you're contemplating it, let me encourage you. Talk with someone today. Me, Mike, others will be here. Deacons will be here talk with you about the love of Jesus Christ because he does love you. And it is a time to celebrate. But if you're not a Christian today, this is not a very happy season. Yes, you'll get gifts like everyone else. Yes, you hear the truth. You'll sing the music. But there's no celebration up in heaven because of you. You're, You're actually singing because it's just the song of the season. Let me encourage you today. Give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. We'll be here. We invite you to come. Let's stand together. Mike and I will be down here.